I am Dr. Barbara Kiel, and some clients of mine prefer to call me Dr. Bibi. And to be honest, I quite like it. Welcome to my podcast. To be honest, a podcast that is born out of mental health efficacy. I believe in the power of intention, and my intention for this podcast is to educate whoever wishes to listen, and to make a paradigm shift in how we perceive mental illness. I also believe mental health education is key, and that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is to invest. In your own mental health. Let's face it, we all need to learn how our minds work, and have the skills to deal with life's ups and downs. And more importantly, let us strengthen our ability to better connect with and support each other. Strong, empathetic. Nurturing and caring relationships have the power to prevent everyday challenges from becoming more concerning issues like mental illness. The responsibility to renew focus on your own mental well-being begins now. Let us set the energy of this episode together. You may wish to put your hand on your heart. And close your eyes, unless you're driving or operating heavy machinery. So take a deep breath in, and as you exhale, let your thoughts go. Let your worries go. Let any tension in your body go, and let your past go. Now take a moment to plug into the greater energy of the universe. Feel your heart, and imagine us all connected in a unified field of divine white light. And know that you are safe. All is well, and so it is. So take another deep breath in, and exhale out loud with a sigh. And when you are ready, slowly open your eyes. Hello, my audience. Welcome back to To Be Honest, and of course, a very warm welcome to our first-time listeners. Now I have a confession to make. Toward the end of last week's episode, I encountered some technical difficulties. I'm sure some of you who paid close attention, you realized that my voice somehow sounded different. And if you don't, that is even better. Either way, I thank you for your tolerance and understanding. Well, you have to forgive me because my budget only allows me to hire yours truly to be the sound engineer. I trust she has fixed the problem for now. So, without further ado, 
today's topic is procrastination. So, what is procrastination? Procrastination is a common behavior in which an individual delays or postpones taking action on a task or goal, despite knowing that doing so may result in negative consequences. Procrastination can be problematic when it leads to reduced productivity, increased stress, and missed opportunities. Let's face it. Everyone puts things off sometimes, but procrastinators chronically avoid difficult tasks and may deliberately look for distractions. We kind of know that we are procrastinating every time we have thoughts like, "Ugh, I don't feel like it." Well, I worked so hard this morning. I deserve to take a rest. The deadline is not till next week. I still have time. So procrastination tends to reflect a person's struggles with self-control. For habitual procrastinators, who represent approximately twenty percent of the population, please don't quote me on that because I got that information a few years back from a psychology magazine. I'm sure the percentage has gone up. And for this population, in quotations, I don't feel like it comes to take precedence over their goals or responsibilities, and can set them on a downward spiral of negative emotions that further deter future effort. Now, procrastination also involves a degree of self-deception. After all, we are masters of self-deception. Now, if you still have not watched the TED Talk on Honest Liar, I highly recommend you to go to my website. From the menu bar, click on Freebies. There, you'll find Honest Liar. Copy the YouTube link and then paste it on YouTube channel so you can watch it. So the self-deception part is that, at some level, procrastinators are aware of their actions and the consequences. But changing their long-time habits requires even greater effort than completing the task in front of them. So, my audience, in psychology, procrastination is often viewed as a self-regulation failure, which means that individuals who procrastinate struggle with regulating their own behavior and emotions in a way that supports their goals. So, this self-regulation failure can arise from a variety of factors. Including a common one is poor time management skills. If an individual is not able to effectively allocate their time and prioritize tasks, they may end up procrastinating on important tasks. I'm sure a lot of us have experienced that. Another factor is lack of motivation. One reason why people procrastinate is that they do not feel motivated to complete a task. Motivation is the driving force that compels us to take action towards a goal. So, without motivation, it is difficult to sustain our attention and effort towards a task. 
Another reason is difficulty with a decision making or perfectionism. People who have perfectionistic tendencies may be more likely to procrastinate. This is because they set very high standards for themselves and may feel overwhelmed by the task of achieving those standards. And as a result, they may delay taking action in order to avoid the possibility of failure. So let's say someone is a perfectionist. For whom it may be psychologically more acceptable to never tackle a job than to face the possibility of not doing it well, because they may be so highly concerned about what others will think of them that they put their futures at risk to avoid judgment. Yet some procrastinators contend that they perform better under pressure. But while they may be able to convince themselves of that, research shows it is generally not the case. Instead, they may make a habit of last-minute work to experience the rush of adrenaline and possibly convince themselves that they have overcome the odds. So procrastination can definitely be associated with poor emotional regulation, as I mentioned earlier. For example, an individual may delay a task because they feel anxious or overwhelmed. So procrastination can be a coping mechanism to avoid negative emotions and stressful situations. Now that we know procrastination is driven by a variety of thoughts and habits, but fundamentally we avoid tasks or put them off because we do not believe we'll enjoy doing them and want to avoid making ourselves unhappy, or we fear that we won't do them well. So people may also procrastinate when they are confused by the complexity of a task. One task comes to mind is filing our annual income taxes. Right? I have yet to meet someone who enjoys filing their taxes. Of course, we can also procrastinate whenever we are overly distracted or fatigued. Now, in psychology, predicting how we'll feel in the future is known as effective forecasting, and it seems that people tend to be fairly bad at it. For example, procrastinators may feel bad about not having exercised today, but they may raise their mood by predicting they will do it tomorrow. Therefore, they avoid feeling negative emotions in the moment, but unfortunately, make the cycle more likely to repeat. In other words, procrastination may relieve pressure in the moment, but it can have steep emotional, physical, and practical costs. Such as students who routinely procrastinate tend to get lower grades. Workers who procrastinate produce lower quality work, and in general, habitual procrastinators can experience reduced well-being in the form of insomnia or immune system and gastrointestinal disturbance. Make no mistake. 
Procrastination can also jeopardize both personal and professional relationships. Now, my audience, one important point to share here is that procrastinating when it comes to one's health. That means putting off exercising, checkups, and failing to commit to healthy eating can all lead to a higher risk of hypertension and cardiovascular disease. So procrastinators are also more likely to engage in self-blame and disengage from wellness advice. Therefore, for procrastinators, it's important to cultivate greater self-compassion. So, to help such individuals to take better care of themselves. So, is there a link between procrastination and depression? Well. Procrastination, avoidance, and rumination are all common symptoms of depression. So people with depression may struggle to plan ahead, right? Lose confidence in their ability to follow through and adopt "what's the point" thinking. There is good news. A treatment approach known as behavioral activation actually encourages a procrastinator to schedule enjoyable activities that provide a sense of mastery or accomplishment. So that may help alleviate some of these effects. So the most important question is how to stop procrastination. The good news is, of course, it's possible to overcome procrastination. However, it takes considerable effort, intention, and commitment. Because changing a habitual behavior consumes a lot of psychic energy, but engaging in highly structured regimen of cognitive behavioral therapy (CBT) is one approach that has worked for many, as well as many of my clients. With CBT, it involves identifying the underlying causes of procrastination, developing strategies to manage negative emotions and distractions, and building habits that support productive behavior instead of sabotaging yourself. Speaking of saboteurs. They are masters at procrastination, and saboteurs tend to focus on the negative and ignore the positive. As a matter of fact, saboteur is one of the universal archetypes that is deeply involved in our most pressing challenges related to survival. And it may be the most difficult of all the archetypes to understand because its name is associated with betrayal, and yet the purpose of this archetype is not to sabotage you, but to help you learn the many ways in which you undermine yourself. So don't worry, my audience, if you have no clue what I'm talking about relating to the saboteur archetype. It's for another episode, okay? And I promise you, I will teach you about the four universal archetypes in the near future. All right. So now let me give you a number of different things you can do to overcome procrastination and start getting things done on time. So, my audience, consider these your procrastination exercises. 
First is to make a to-do list. It's to help keep you on track by prioritizing each task and placing a due date next to each item. Two, take baby steps. Break down the items on your list into small, manageable steps so that your tasks don't seem so overwhelming. Three is to recognize the warning signs. So pay attention to any thoughts of procrastination and do your best to resist the urge. So if you begin to think about procrastinating, force yourself to spend a few minutes working on your task. Fourth is to eliminate distraction. So ask yourself what pulls your attention away the most, whether it's Instagram, Netflix, Facebook updates, or the local news. Make sure you turn off those sources of distraction. Last is pat yourself on the back. When you finish an item on your to-do list on time, congratulate yourself and reward yourself by indulging in something you find fun. Now beware: as you start to tackle items on your list, pay attention to when thoughts of procrastination start to creep into your mind. If you find yourself thinking, "Oh, I don't feel like doing this now," or "I'll have time to work on this later." Then you need to recognize that you are about to procrastinate. So when you feel tempted to procrastinate, don't give in to the urge, as I mentioned earlier. I know breaking the procrastination habit isn't easy. The urge to put things off can be strong, especially when there are so many things around us to provide fun and entertaining distractions. Now, while procrastination might not be something you can avoid entirely, becoming cognizant of the reasons why you procrastinate and how to overcome those tendencies can help. By implementing these strategies, you might find that it is easier to put your nose to the grindstone and get started on those important tasks. And if all else fails, please seek professional help. Thank you for listening, my audience. I appreciate you. And until next week, stay safe, learn heaps, and find the courage to overcome procrastination. Bye for now. You can find this podcast, to be honest, on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and my website, www.drbarbarakiao.com. D R B A R B A R A K I A O dot com.